Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. We are once again talking about Sense and Sensibility with my cousin Allison. I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. We are getting to the spicy bits, the spicy bits in the 1800s, which is just a whole lot of gossip and I love it. So I think you guys will love this too. It's fun and Allison's a lot of fun. So yeah, Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Sense and Sensibility. Okay, hello everyone. Uh, Welcome back to Sense and Sensibility. I am once again with uh, my wonderful cousin Allison so we can talk and deep dive into these chapters. Let's do it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. These are the spicy chapters in my opinion and like as you have previously stated the saucy chapters. So we're on (laughs) chapter 30. Mrs. Jennings immediately like barges into the girls room and she's like, I heard about Willoughby's soon-to-be marriage. And she hopes his wife plagues his heart. Tactless. <laughs> she's just like, I, w- I hope he has the worst marriage. And then she says that Marianne should have a good cry. And that the Perrys and Sandersons are coming to dinner. So that should cheer her up. And One of my first notes is in all caps. Mrs. Jennings has no chill. Literally. She's like, I hope he just like his wife is the worst person alive and i hope he constantly suffers every day and then she's like all i can think (laughs) all i can think is like in mulan when mushu's out there like dishonor on you dishonor on your cow (laughs) dishonor on your family honestly that's basically it miss jennings is mushu mrs jennings is mushu anyways she is mushu (laughs) she's just along for this journey the hype woman I'm now imagining when, like, Mulan has to hold Mushu by the tail because he wants to, like, run and charge into, like, a fight. Because the amount of times Miss Jennings just, like, ready to... She's like, we will never speak to him again. I don't care. My sons will never... Or my daughters will never allow them in our household. Nothing. And then, like, Miss Lady Middleton's like, hmm, unless... And <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. She's just ready to go off at any given time. I know. I love that for her. So then Marianne goes to dinner and tries to, like, pull it together. But she does not talk at all. And everyone's like, oh, geez. And they try and, like, spoil her. And she's like, hmm. This is is where I had my note where I had to, like, go find the page. Okay. What is it? (laughs) It's not that funny. I just think it's very funny. So in the movie, like, Mrs. Jennings barges into the room, like, right after she finds out. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Marianne's, like, obviously 1-800 not okay. Like... (laughs) having a fit and mrs jennings walks in she's like it's all true everything i heard and then she (laughs) she just goes can i tempt her with some olives (laughs) it's like not that funny i just find it so funny and i was really hoping if that exact line would be in there and it wasn't but they did mention um (laughs) uh had not eleanor in the saddest countenance of her sister seen a check to elmer she could have been entertained by Mrs. Jennings' endeavors to cure a disappointment in love by a variety of sweetmeats and olives and a good fire. <laughs> it's not that funny. I just find it so funny for myself. 
I just love that Mrs. Jennings has not been around like girls their age in a long time. And so she's like kind of out of practice. So she's like, can I offer you? And she looks all around and then she like sees olives. She's like, olives? What do we have? Anything jarred? <laughs> Anything cured? She's like, olives, That'll I mend know a it. broken heart. There you go. They didn't have macaroni and cheese yet, so. I know. Or ice creams by the gallon. Actually, maybe at that point in time. Well, they probably have. It was ice cream invented. One second. I know that it was um, Google search. Yeah, that Google search so scholarly. Ice cream like food was first eaten in China in six eighteen ninety seven A D. Okay, so they definitely ice cream existed. I do think also there's something with the 200 BC. So like even Jesus could get some ice cream. It sounds like he was in China at the right time. I didn't know it was invented in China. I feel like they actually mentioned getting ice cream at some point in one of these novels. Yeah, I just had a brain fart. I like honestly wasn't sure. I know it wasn't like popular in America until later because obviously America's pretty well. You know, colonized America's pretty new, so. At that point, okay, back to. I actually stuff. think cows were brought over to America. I don't think they're actually native, but anyways, that doesn't matter. I we don't. <laughs> this is not an ice cream podcast, anyways. <laughs> we're also not the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> light googling, huh? Wow, Jesus could have had ice cream. Anyways, was that at the Last Supper? <laughs> that was not supposed to sound insensitive. <laughs> I don't think it was insensitive. I just think it's funny. That's fine. I can live with that. So Miss Gray, who Willoughby is going to marry, is absolutely loaded and has 50,000 yeah, 50, pounds a year. And I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. Sounds good. Nice That's a lot of money. She's loaded. Shocker. Yeah, not surprised. Willoughby, you shallow piece of crap. And apparently Willoughby is absolutely broke right now for some reason. Like, I don't really know how that happened, but now he has no money. Well, I mean, you kind of find out he's super reckless. Well, yeah, true. But we ain't there yet. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So Mrs. Jennings feels bad that she joked about the marriage, but she's like, I didn't know. And Eleanor's like, it's fine. There's no way you could have known. She's like, none of us knew. And then Mrs. Jennings thinks now that oh, Marianne... about being engaged. Okay. Yeah. And she thinks now that Marianne might go for Colonel Brandon. And Colonel Brandon came over to the party later and Marianne's already in bed. And he comes over to Eleanor and tells her that he heard the news. I, I just have to laugh that Mrs. Jennings is like, oh, well, that's not going to work. Colonel Brandon, <laughs> enter <Yeah>. on cue. <laughs> I know she's like hmm okay who else could we possibly pair her with how about colonel brandon he's always seemed nice you know she's been gunning for that from the start though and she's my- just like oh but don't worry about his love child yeah don't worry about that my prediction <laughs> like, isn't I- exactly accurate but yeah i don't think she's gonna ever marry colonel brandon like i don't think they're a good fit at all i'm starting to wonder if eleanor might but i'm not sure I mean, you can tell Marianne is very immature. Yeah. At, at this point in the book, she she's kind of gotten a slap of reality with everything that's happened in this Hope little section. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you didn't know. Yeah, that she's got vomit on her uh, 
petticoat already. Mom's spaghetti. So, yeah, thank you for finishing that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's obvious that she has a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, for sure. So chapter 31, my first note is Marianne is still depressed, which yeah. So yeah. Eleanor and Marianne are chatting and trying to get through this and they're just like discussing everything that's going on and then marianne being dramatic says that miss jennings cannot feel and cannot try to be kind all she cares about is gossip honestly i get her displaced anger how old is marianne again i forgot um i think she's like 15 she's my point is she's not that old yeah (laughs) So it's not surprising that she acts this way about her. I mean, honestly, Miss uh, Mrs. Jennings is tactless. Yeah. But doesn't do it to like, I don't think she has bad intentions. No, I don't think so either. I think, I think she has bad intentions from the aspect of like, she wants the gossip, but she doesn't do it to like hurt people. Yeah, I think she like wants the gossip, but she also just like, she doesn't really have anything else to fill her day with and she kind of doesn't like she doesn't her own kids are married and gone and now she just kind of wants to like talk to people and like see what's going on like i don't think she's doing it to be rude or mean well and charlotte is like her little clone yeah true so i think charlotte's fun i hate lady middleton though she's not even in the movie from what i know like she's not introduced or anything you just see um uh you sir just john. see sir john and um <laughs> miss jennings hanging out all the time love that like i love the idea of him just being like best friends with his mother-in-law <laughs> honestly yeah they seem to have a great relationship which makes me happy yeah so mrs jennings comes in the room and he gives marianne a letter from her mother and Marianne as they're delivering this letter think it's it's either from Willoughby explaining and professing his love or that it's Willoughby himself running into the room to profess his love and as soon as she sees that it's her mother's handwriting she's even more tore up about it <laughs> she loves her mama though I know but she's like so dramatic she's like he's gonna come back he's gonna change his mind and I'm like honey no yeah it's too late for that before I could see it you know but at this point but mama dashwood is behind the times oh yeah yeah (laughs) she's like i can't wait for you to get married (laughs) (laughs) i know it's so bad yeah and then as soon as like marianne reads it she starts absolutely bawling her eyes out well and of course mrs jennings is the one that delivers this and is like oh it'll make you feel better she has no idea what the contents are i mean i could her being the type that would actually open it but (laughs) <laughs> to her it's just like oh it's your mom like this will help and then her mom's like you're gonna marry willoughby and be happy and like, <laughs> she's like no i'm not <laughs> she's like crying mm-hmm. so mrs jennings just like quickly leaves the room and then goes out in the morning and eleanor writes to her mother to tell her everything and like as eleanor's writing marianne's just like looking at the pencil moving and just crying <laughs> Eleanor so, really takes takes this one for her. Like, she takes the L. Yeah. She's like, I'll be the one to tell mom everything. I mean, yeah, I don't think Marianne could have sat down and wrote a letter at this point. No, there's no way. But that was a good sister moment. Yeah. 
So Colonel Brandon's back. And then Colonel Brandon kind of starts like talking to Eleanor, but like Marianne runs upstairs because she constantly avoids Colonel Brandon. And he like starts rambling, um, but he's there because he cares. And everyone's and like Eleanor's kind of like, okay, like what's going on? And Colonel <laughs> Brandon starts telling a bit of a backstory on how he loved a woman named Eliza, and she loved him as well, but she was married against her will to his brother because she had a large fortune and like also eliza was orphaned so his parent his dad was like her guardian kind of so Mm -hmm. he could like just decide that i guess well he ends up taking care of her because otherwise she has no one yeah so they grow up together fall in love yeah and then his brother was super unkind to her and did not love her and after two years, they somehow got divorced. And then she died of consumption. And the child Colonel Brandon cares for is actually Eliza's child with someone she met after the divorce. I think you can kind of assume that this is part of the reason the divorce happened. She's super unhappy. Yeah. But the only reason she gets... Um, so Colonel Brandon's brother is older, so he's supposed to like marry first. Yeah. So when they find out that they're planning to elope, Colonel Brandon and Eliza, mm-hmm. the father makes her marry um, his brother. His brother, thank you. And um, they don't, they're, they get divorced, they don't say, but then you know that she has lovers. So. Yeah. But she was never happy. Yeah. I mean, she was married against her will. This dude hates her. You know, I don't blame her at all. Yeah. I mean, don't love some adultery, but, you know, she's also being forced into a marriage, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. Fully against her will. So, you know, it's fine. So the <laughs> There's a lot of like, just bad stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm just like, at this point, I reserve all judgment because this is just a horrible situation that no one oh, should have been terrible. forced into. So the kid's like 14 now, and she ran away and completely disappeared, and Colonel Brandon could not find her anywhere. And she's been gone for like a year now. And then we find out that the girl has been seduced by Willoughby and then he left her by herself and promised to return to her and never came. And this is when he started talking to Marianne. And he mentions briefly that like Willoughby took her innocence. But like, I did not know what that means until like a couple lines later when- Oh my goodness, Rachel. <laughs> Listen, I, I was like, okay, maybe it's because like, he took everything, like, because she can't get married after she ran away with a guy. I was like, okay, so, like, I get it. Like, her innocence, like, as a young woman, now she has to grow up because she can never, she has to be a spinster, spinster, you know? But then, like, in a couple lines, we find out that, like, he got her pregnant and she now has a child. Yeah, I can't tell um, exactly if she she runs off with Willoughby in the beginning or if he ends up just being there along the ride. <laughs> I think he, she ran away with Willoughby. Like the way this the, the is. Part, the important part is it ended up with a little baby situation. Yeah. So Colonel Brandon also says he's known for weeks, but didn't want to say anything because he thought that they were engaged and he didn't like want to ruin that for Marianne. And then Colonel so Brandon. So gentlemanly. I know. I just. He's like, your boyfriend's been sleeping around before you, well, it's technically before you met, but yeah. <laughs> just so you know, I'm not going to ruin it for you. 
I just, I still feel like, but also I think if he had said anything before, it, she would not have listened to him. Like Marianne would have been like, no. And they would have taken it upon Colonel Brandon's character instead of Willoughby's and thought less of Colonel Brandon. Right. I don't even know if she would have believed him or. I don't think she would have. Just knowing yeah. Marianne as a character, I really don't think she would have. Also, how much do you love this friendship of Colonel Brandon and Eleanor? I love it a lot. I do. Like, I think I like it more in the book. I gotta yeah, I say, think it's great. I think it's adorable. They're mm. just so nice to each other, and it makes me happy. No spoilers. No spoilers. I do think that they might end up together. I was already starting to kind of think that anyway. So, I'm, gonna... I'm gonna lead you all different places, man. Yeah. Might not be the right place. True. Like, but they're just really good friends and it just kind of makes me happy. So Colonel Brandon says that she should use her discretion when telling Marianne, but she hopes that it helps shine a light on his character. And then Colonel Brandon and Willoughby had one chat and Willoughby tried to defend himself. And then this is- They made it sound like it was a duel. I know. I thought it was. And then they were like, but we both left unscathed essentially. And I was like- yeah, so really I think it's a duel. Oh, you think it is a duel? Like a legit duel with a rifle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm That's the way maybe. it sounded later, because I thought it was strange, and then he said something about them being un- unscathed, and I was like, oh. It's very possible. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is he confronts him, and Willoughby's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where I was like, oh, she did actually have a baby because he, Brand, uh, Colonel Brandon literally says like he took her and her baby and like brought her to the country. What a G. He's so nice. He's doing yeah. this just because he loved Eliza. What a Snape moment. <laughs> Full circle. Spoilers. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Every episode I bring Harry Potter into it and I'm it's not fun. even trying to. It just comes up. It's fine. Enjoy. It's just, it's part of the culture. It works. It's fine. And then Colonel Brandon quickly leaves so Eleanor can get back to her sister and basically says like, hey, you can tell her just like, you're, you know her best and coming from you probably makes more sense. So Colonel Brandon does this to her all the time. Like, I don't want to be the one. I'm just a messenger. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're okay. like, okay, sure. I mean, but it kind of makes sense. It's because he's like very polite. So gentlemanly. I know. I love that for him. <laughs> love that journey for him that that growth mm-hmm. um so chapter 32 eleanor tells marianne everything she doesn't really want to believe it but after that she's much kinder to colonel brandon when he comes around which is good she like doesn't hate him but she's not amused still yeah like she's basically doesn't quickly leave the room every time he shows up like she has been yeah she like respects him a little bit more yeah so Mrs. Dashwood finally knows and is like an absolute wreck about it. And she tells them to stay in London because she knows everything in Barton will remind Marianne of him, which is like a good fact. Like London's also not great, but at least it's new. Yeah, that's it. Mama Dashwood knows what she's doing here. Yeah. She's trying sure. to protect her little babes. I just, I love that Margaret is never mentioned again so far. Dude, she's in the movie kind of a lot. Like, she's not a main character, but, like, she has several lines. And then in the book, it's just funny because this is my first time reading it. So mm-hmm. in the book, she, like, whenever she has a line that was in the movie, it's something, 
that was like alluded to in the book. Like they said, like, oh, Margaret spoke out of turn. <laughs> and then like, Margaret's what did like, she say? <laughs> she's like, I'll mess you up. And then they're like, okay. She's cute in the movie. You'll like her. I, I can't wait to see the movie. I really like it. Like it's definitely got that like slow. It's not as like uh, romanticized as the Pride and Prejudice movie is, which so good. But this one you have to just have a love for literature, I think. I don't know how this does not get as much respect as Pride and Prejudice because like this has got spice. This has got flavor. Like, no, I love Pride and Prejudice. Don't get me wrong. But like compared to a lot of works of literature, I'm like, why is this not as highly respected as Pride and Prejudice? Oh, I know. It's I so think good. Michael likes this story better, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But I think he really likes the characters in this one better. Like, honestly, I think the characters are very well developed in this one. Yeah. I like so. Pride and Prejudice for the love story. I like this for the drama. True. But there is a love story. It's we'll just not the center of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I kind of like that. Because, like, the center of this is just their lives you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas the center of Pride and Prejudice is a love story. And I just, I like them both, but for different reasons. Well, and I think you could figure out by now, this isn't really a spoiler at this point in the book, but Pride and Prejudice, obviously Darcy is Pride, Elizabeth is Prejudice. Yeah. And in this book, it's Eleanor. It's not Eleanor and her love interest, it's Eleanor and Marianne. So mm-hmm. Eleanor is sense and Marianne's sensibility. Yeah, that makes sense. I was trying to figure out, like, because I, I could tell that Eleanor is sense, but I was, like, trying to decide who ultimately was sensibility. So John Dashwood is going to be in town in February, and Mrs. Dashwood thinks that it might be good for them to see their brother, which, like, I disagree. No! No! <laughs> John is so stupid. I, I don't like John and Fanny. Like, I, I they're not good people. Like, I, when they said at the beginning that John could have been a really good person had he married anyone besides Fanny, like, I wholeheartedly agree. But I just, it's annoying and it's kind of rough. So Marianne secretly thinks to herself that this might be good for Eleanor so she can spend time with Edward while Eleanor is still trying the plan to avoid Edward so it's just like this continuous confusion not confusion but miscommunication I guess between Eleanor and Mary Ann because Mary Ann is not picking up the fact that Eleanor does not want to be around Edward at all well because Mary Ann is the exact opposite I know she's like they're in love and Eleanor's like <laughs> okay <laughs> Eleanor made sure absolutely no one spoke about Willoughby in front of Marianne. Which, what a G move. I know. She's like, here, let me just help out. But (laughs) that means that everyone (laughs) talks trash about him to Eleanor, except Lady Middleton, who cannot be bothered to care. She's also determined to invite Mrs. Willoughby over because she thinks she's going to be a lady of good fortune. Dude, this book should be titled Times That Eleanor Took Took the L. You know. Literally. Because, like, Eleanor is basically just playing referee 
throughout this entire book and Marianne's just like oh I'm so depressed and Eleanor's like I've literally listened to an eight-hour lecture on Willoughby so who's really the depressed one here (laughs) basically so within a fortnight Willoughby is married and the new couple immediately leave town and now good get out I know I'm like bye anyways poor Miss Gray wait till you find out your husband has an illegitimate child (laughs) I know she's like thinking that like this this will be his first time as well as it's hers and uh turns out he's already got at least one child maybe more we don't know Miss Gray we don't hold anything against her it's true yeah I just feel bad because now it's like she thinks she might be a first-time mother and now she's got like a bunch of what yeah, maybe this? he's got a bunch of kids. Yeah, and she's like, oh, okay, great. I would like that, and then I would like an episode of, like, Maury with the... You are the guest. father. Miss Gray's like, no! <laughs> Tears rolling down her eyes. Marianne's like, the one that's like, yeah! <laughs> so the steals are back, and Eleanor's not happy about it at all. And then as soon as, like, they're near each other lucy's immediately being shady towards eleanor and the steels are trying to go see mary ann but eleanor is like no she's not feeling well like no one can come see her and they're like we're her oldest friends and she's like are you though <laughs> it's more like y'all were around for like two months and we have no other options <laughs> yeah so like she successfully blocks them and then they leave so chapter 33 Eleanor convinces Marianne to go to the store with her while Mrs. Jennings visits a friend. And, like, in this entire time, there's this weird side story about a man with trying to get, like, a, uh... It's a toothpick toothpick. case. Yeah, toothpick case. Which I didn't even write down in my notes, because I was like, that's bizarre. But it comes up later, so now I'm telling you, dear listener. It's not even... (laughs) It's not even important. It's not important. It's just for you to, like, get, like, a revelation of this man's character. Like, he's stuck up and annoying. Yep. So that's Docker. That's the only reason I'm mentioning it now because it comes up later, but I did not think it was important, so I didn't even write it down. So as <laughs> Eleanor is finishing up her business in the shop, someone comes up next to her and she turns over and it's her brother John. And she's like, Oh, what's up? And John basically says he's sorry he hasn't gone over and gone over there yet. Even though he's been in town two days because he's just been so busy. He's so polite, though, in this whole interaction because Fanny's not there. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, he is more polite than normal, but he still, like, didn't even tell the sisters he was in town yet. But, like, do they want to know he's in town? Not really, but, like, still. Formality-wise, he should tell them. Etiquette, I guess. Then he also says he's happy they have such rich friends, so they'll want for nothing. And Eleanor's like, okay and she's like a bit uncomfortable about it well money is everything to john i know he's obsessed with being rich he's like obsessed with people that are rich the idea of being rich the color of money like (laughs) he talks about it all the time he's like oh that person looks like they have money i must go meet them like (laughs) i know literally though he's just he it's like he he's like it's like he can smell money like a bloodhound, you know? Yeah. He just seeks it out so much. So the next day, John comes over by himself because Fanny is, quote, too busy with her mother, unquote. 
and mostly it's just too busy being stuck up yeah literally everyone knows basically that it's because uh fanny could not be bothered to see marianne and eleanor so she like didn't come honestly though are marianne and eleanor disappointed no no one likes fanny so it's better for this except john except john and their child yeah harry and lady middleton in five minutes because lady middleton is a lot like john yeah she's a lot like fanny too which is why they all get along see i think fanny's more conniving i think lady middleton's just shallow yeah that makes sense that's my interpretation and i'm running with it i can see that so colonel brandon comes over and they all hang out for a bit um and then eleanor oh and then eleanor walks john over to the middletons so john's like as they're walking says that he's convinced that colonel brandon wants to marry eleanor and she's he like, just like mansplains to it for a second yeah and she eleanor's like no and he's like no i know i this is things that i know i absolutely know this i see you once a year but i totally i get it <laughs> yeah and she's like okay so john lets slip that edward is gonna get married if his mother has any say to miss morton and if he does, she'll give him a thousand a year. And Eleanor's like, huh, okay. And then John is complaining about not having enough money when the dude is absolutely loaded. Oh, I love when he talks about this stuff. He's like, we can barely afford anything because we had to buy new china. I know. You guys took the china that was rightfully yours. Yeah. And when like, we took over your house, you took the cutest end table. Like... <laughs> literally it's like we had to replace it and it took less than a month's allowance (laughs) no and he's basically like he can't survive without like 700 plates to his name yeah he's ridiculous (laughs) i think he just keeps saying this to continue to justify the fact that he doesn't help them honestly probably like i think I can't even tell. I think he's actually convinced that they don't have enough money, though. Well, because Fanny, he just, like, rationalizes things, and he's very easily manipulated, as we see with Fanny all the freaking time. So. Yeah, literally. So Eleanor's trying to be nice, but she's taking the approach of not saying anything at all. But then John (laughs) starts talking about how they want to get money from Mrs. Jennings, or how the girl should get money from Mrs. Jennings when they die, when she dies. And Eleanor's like, uh, no, she has two kids. And this then, is him continuing to try to rationalize his decision to not give them any money. Yeah. And then John's like, well, her kids are well married. And Eleanor's like, no, that's not how this works. And then they end up the Middletons, and the Middletons like John. Right. Because Sir John likes anyone. Yeah. And Lady Middleton just likes the idea of people who are rich. Yeah, basically. So chapter 34. Fanny waits on the Middletons and Mrs. Jennings. And the book literally says that Lady Middleton and Fanny like each other because they're both cold-hearted and selfish. I said they're cut from the same cloth of selfishness <laughs> in my notes. I just love that Jane Austen did not pull any punches. She's like, no, they're literally just the worst. Yeah. You can tell that Jane was burned. Oh, yeah. She's like, hell hath no theory, then me scorned. 
I'm going to write some books. I'm going to give them some names like Wickham and Willoughby when his name is like William in real life. And I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> She's like, they'll know. No one else will know, but they will. So Mrs. Jennings um, does not like Fanny at all and doesn't like... I was shocked leave. by that. You were? Yes, because Mrs. Jennings likes anyone pretty much. She likes anyone that'll tell her anything. Maybe because Fanny's a closed book. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think Mrs. Jennings likes gossip, but Fanny is like rude intentionally. And I don't think Mrs. Jennings likes anyone. Like she wants gossip and she wants to enjoy it, but I think she also likes to surround herself with people who are like mostly kind and like try and get along with others. You know, like, yeah, but I definitely think she's a bad judge of character. That's true. I mean, she is. It makes but... me think of that uh, line from The Grinch. <laughs> Sweet kid. Bad judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like hoping you would say it because I wasn't exactly sure which line you're talking about. But <laughs> now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. I think it's when they're in the mail room or something. Probably. I don't remember. Did you just watch it in your Christmas playthrough? It actually was just on recently. We watched it Thanksgiving, like after dinner. And then we haven't watched it all the way through since, but it was on TV yesterday. At the time of recording, this is right before Christmas. Yeah. Literally two weeks before Christmas. (laughs) I don't just watch The Grinch year round, but I wouldn't judge you if you did. (laughs) I mean, I watch it in year round, but I'm just kidding. I just said I wouldn't judge you. It's a good movie. (laughs) <laughs> I just yeah oh and she also does not the main reason Mrs. Jennings doesn't like Fanny though is because of the way she treats Eleanor and Marianne so like well, true, true. I think that also plays into it too is that she literally is just watching them all interact and she's like because mm. Mrs. Mama Jennings, Jennings isn't that stupid <laughs> yeah she's like she's kind of smart you know like she's a she's kind of like she likes she's, the gossip, so I feel like she watches people. I think she's very good at taking things for, like, face value. But I have to say, most of the time, her intuition on gossip mm-hmm. is pretty spot on, for the most part. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's one of those things where she decides when she wants to look into something or not. Like, with Fanny, Fanny has no relationship to herself at all. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to watch you more. But, like, the Steel Girls, she doesn't really watch as well because she's like, they're my cousins, no matter how long distance they are. Right, I can see that. So, Lucy comes over and says Edward is in town, but he isn't able to visit her. And Eleanor's like, okay. (laughs) Dude, book Lucy is way worse than movie Lucy. She's so petty and annoying. Oh, I know. It was really prevalent in these chapters. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hate her. Like, she's the definition of catty. Yeah. It's really bad. It is bad. So, John and Fanny throw a party and invite the Middletons, Mrs. Jennings, um, Eleanor and Marianne, and Colonel Brandon. Also, Edward's mother is going to be there. And then they also invite the Steele girls since they are staying with the Middletons. But Lucy says, Edward can't be there because he can't hide his feelings for me. She hasn't said that yet, but yeah. Well, because she thinks he's going to be there. Yeah. She she says it afterwards to, like, cover up for the fact of the reason why he wasn't there. I would like to actually read. Oh, no, you're right. She actually did say it right then. 
Yeah. Because she's, it's like, Eleanor thinks he's going to be there, and then she says that. Yeah, she said she can't conceal his love when he's around me. Like, she knows that Eleanor and Edward have a connection, and that's why she says the crappy things that she says. I know. And they literally say that Lucy really wants Eleanor to be envious of her, but Eleanor is just like, yikes, and feels kind of bad. Well, and I love that she's like, oh my god, I'm gonna finally meet Edward's mother. I'm so nervous and excited and whatever, and (laughs) Eleanor's like, yeah, I don't want to be you right now, and then so Lucy gets all mad. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then Mrs. Ferris is so mean to Eleanor, like, the whole time. Yeah. Because they're on to, because Fanny probably dropped a hint that Edward looks like he likes her. Yeah. And they're, they're trying just to arrange like this marriage. Absolutely awful to Eleanor for no reason. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> instead of just like being just rude to Eleanor, they also praise Lucy so much. I know, because it's like she's not Eleanor. So they're like every time Lucy does something, they're like, wow, you're amazing. And and then they look at Eleanor, they're like, You're a hot flaming piece of garbage. I know. And then Lucy's like, Oh my god, they love me so much. I know. And Eleanor's like, probably because they don't know you're engaged to their son. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, so no one has anything really to talk about after, like, they're at the party. No one has anything to talk about. And the ladies are in the drawing room. So they talk about kids for a bit. And they care- compare the height of um, ha- Harry Dashwood and um, Lady Middleton's oldest. Like and her then- favorite subject, her children. Yeah. And everyone's just like, okay. And neither of the Dashwoods like really talk about it. And they get all mad that no one has an opinion except like the members of the family and Steel Girls. They all are like voting for their own team. Yeah. I also think it's important to note that this dinner that they have is extremely lavish. And John is talking about how they have like no money. I know. But Mama Ferris is paying the bill. So like... It was huge. So obviously yeah. they had access to money. Yeah. I mean, when, literally though, like when Mama Ferris goes, now that uh, Edward's not in the picture, some of the girls are probably going to get some money. Yeah. The devil works hard, but Mrs. Ferris works harder. <laughs> she Kim K. <laughs> She's Chris K. <laughs> there you go. Or Chris, so, Chris K. Chris Jenner. Jeez. Chris Jenner. <laughs> So Eleanor painted these screens and everyone is admiring them when Miss Ferris says that Mrs. <laughs> Morton could have done better. And Marianne's like, mm, no. And asks why they brought Mrs. Morton into the conversation when they're talking about Eleanor right now. And no one wants to admit that they know that like... <laughs> Marianne's so cute. I know. She's like, um, my sister's really good, okay? Yeah. She's like, I'll mess you up. So then Marianne comes I'll up. I'll mess you up. <laughs> Marianne comes up to Eleanor and curls into her and tells her not to let them make her unhappy. And then she like burst into tears in her She's arms. so emotional. Uh, I feel I for it, her. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for Marianne because she has no idea what's happening right now, you know? Yeah, and Eleanor is very aware. <laughs> yeah. And like Marianne's just doing her best to defend her sister, unsure of like this elephant in the room. She doesn't see any sort of elephant. And she's just like, you guys are being like really mean to her for no reason. Oh, and then 
Marianne regains her composure, and John turns to Colonel Brandon and starts talking absolute trash about Marianne for no reason because he thinks that it'll make Colonel Brandon like Eleanor more. But basically, he calls Marianne absolutely ugly. <laughs> He's like, she's gone through heartbreak and she's lost all that's beautiful about her. <laughs> He's like, she was once pretty, but now she looks like a trash bag. Yeah. I kind of laughed at that because I, I don't think that's in the movie. It's I actually did watch it this past year, but I can't remember. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't have anything to offer. Can't wait to subject. share that with you. I know, it'll be a lot of fun. So chapter 35. Lucy comes over all happy that Mrs. Uh, Farrar was kind to her yesterday. She doesn't did you realize- just say Mrs. Farrar? I don't know how to say it. It's Ferris. Ferris? Okay. There's yeah. no S. That's annoying. Anyways. Mama F. Yeah, there we go. I'll just keep saying Edward's mother. I just... So Lucy shows up. Yeah. Lucy rolls up <laughs> and she's like, yo, Edward's mom was really cool and like really nice to me. And Eleanor's like, yeah. She liked me better. Like that's yeah. what she's doing. <laughs> Literally. And Eleanor's like, well, she didn't know. So... And Eleanor's trying to be really nice and it's just not working out. And they're like starting to get really petty towards each other. And of course, Edward just shows up right then and there. I have in all caps, boom, enter Edward. <laughs> Minus, oop, Edward shows up. <laughs> I like yours better. <laughs> um, so it's super s- awkward. Yeah, super awkward. And Eleanor recovers the best and welcomes him and like everything the point where lucy is like glaring daggers at her now well she's dictating the conversation eleanor is because like you you can tell that they like really like that eleanor and edward really know each other and she's like um what the hell yeah literally <laughs> like basically lucy's like yeah or not lucy eleanor's like yeah my mother's doing well things are great the cottage is doing fantastic we grew eight shrubberies this summer it's been a lot of wonderful like it's pretty one-sided they even like specified that eleanor is like supplying the entire conversation for everyone right and lucy starts being really shady and eleanor got marianne to come down to like basically give them all a buffer (laughs) I thought that was so funny. She's like, one second, I'll go get her. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're all like, okay, hi, Marianne. And like, Lucy, I don't even remember what she said, but she said something super shady and Marianne defends herself and everyone is super uncomfortable. So Edward leaves pretty quickly and then Lucy like waits a single minute and leaves immediately after him. Yeah, and the whole time Marianne is like... What's happening? (laughs) She's like dropping hints for Lucy to leave because they all know each other really well. Lucy's just pissed. (laughs) I know, Marianne literally is like, I don't understand why she comes over so much. Like, we don't like her. Well, and she's like, we're having this moment with Edward. Doesn't, like, doesn't she know that she's not too many people in the room? Yeah. Yeah. Because Lucy, like, doesn't say anything the entire time either, except being really shady. And, like, Marianne's like, how do we get her out of here? Well, because Marianne knows nothing about all the gossip between everyone. Yeah. she's too self-absorbed with her own problems. Literally. She cares about Marianne, though. Yeah. You mean she cares about Eleanor? 
Sorry. Yes. She also so, cares about Marianne. Yeah, she definitely cares about herself. <laughs> Chapter 36, Mrs. Palmer delivered her baby, which is cool and great. Love um, it. But this Love means, surviving childbirth. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So this means that Eleanor and Marion now have to spend all their time with the Middletons, and no one's happy about it, but Mrs. Jennings thinks this is a great idea so they can spend time with the steel girls and like Marion and Eleanor like how do we get out of this like are you kidding me the whole time that they're away from their house they're trying to figure out how to get back to their house I know they're basically just sitting there like can we like go home like I don't like this yep so someone invited Fanny Eleanor and Marianne to their house and Fanny is all mad that she had to spend time with like has to spend time with them so basically what happened is they delivered the letter to where Fanny's staying. So people assume that they're all staying together. And Fanny's I like, I thought that was oh so funny. Cause like that would have been the proper thing to do is that like, Oh, we're in town. Your family come here. We're closer relations. Like yeah. stay with us. So they just assume that they're at her place and she has to send the carriage from her place. So it doesn't look bad. Yep. I thought that was funny. I do think it's funny too. But it's just funny to me that Fanny's also very angry. She has to spend a night with them. Oh yeah, I know. She's the worst. Truly. So Marianne is getting particularly annoyed with Miss Steele because she keeps asking Marianne about her financial situation. <laughs> and like how much every single item of her on her gown costs, how many gowns she has, how much her laundry bill is every month. And like Mary- I forgot that they said that. I just I wrote it down because Marianne was so annoyed about it and I thought it was so funny. Marianne hates like everyone that isn't her immediate family in Willoughby. Yeah. Now Willoughby, but Yeah, that's true. She doesn't like Willoughby at this point, but <laughs> and then who should we meet? But Megadouche. Yeah. yeah, Robert. I was literally, as soon as we met Robert and she, like, spies him, she realizes that, like, oh, that's the guy from Toothpick Shop, basically. I wrote, meets Megadouche, same toothpick, toothpick case douche from the jeweler. Yeah, I was like, are we supposed to hate him? And then he's, like, basically mansplaining why their cottage is superior to all homes. And I was like, yeah, we're definitely supposed to hate him. <laughs> He's like, I love them. They're so petite and small. Yeah. And she's like, And you like, don't need as much staff. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I know you. She's basically like, Oh, I know you live definitely in like a giant mansion. So this is. And then he basically talks about how he like, everyone comes to him for like everything they have in their life. And he mansplains absolutely everything. He's so annoying. Super annoying. So, uh, so John tells Fanny that they should probably invite Eleanor and Marianne to stay with them. And Fanny says they couldn't possibly do it because she already invited the Steel girls to stay with them. And then he's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then she quickly runs away and writes a letter to the Steel girls to invite them to stay with them. So stupid. Yeah. And, and then, then I have a note of they, they love the Steels, give them gifts. And call them by their Christian name. Yep. I always think that's funny when they say it that way. True. And then we're on to volume three. Okay, so chapter 37. So it officially came out that Edward and Lucy are engaged <laughs> because Nancy Steele 
goes and is like, oh, we're all having a great time and walks up to Fanny. Hey, did you know they've been engaged for a year? <laughs> and I'm like, Nancy. Wait, why? okay, is her name Nancy or Anne? I think it's Nancy Anne. Okay, because at one point I'm like, dude, I thought this was the same person. I'm so confused. I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like Nancy Ann or something like that. Well, it's because everyone's getting along so well. She's like, oh, well, then you'll be delighted to know. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then so Fanny is like, what are you talking about? Like, what's happening? And like kicks the steels out of her house. And like John had to bribe her to allow them to like pack up their stuff. So, um, it's so dramatic. It's funny in the movie too. Yeah, I I can't wait to watch it because I was just like laughing as I was reading it. So Mrs. Ferris doesn't even know yet. So Eleanor's like kind of worried about Edward, like his well being, yeah, his safety. Blink once, Edward, if you're yeah. in trouble. Blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> so Eleanor has to go tell Marianne everything. Because Marianne still thinks that Eleanor is going to end up with Edward. Okay, so this is this is how it goes. So Mrs. Jennings hurries mm-hmm. in because she's coming back from staying with Charlotte. Because mm-hmm. Charlotte just had the baby, so she's just chilling with her for a bit. But yeah. then the doctor was over to check on Charlotte and the baby because they freaked out because they're first-time parents about like something stupid. Yeah. So the doctor came over and the doctor tells him all the gossip because Fanny needed a doctor. Yeah. From hearing all this. I know. Which also, what a HIPAA violation. I don't think they had HIPAA. (laughs) That's all I could think of when this happened was, wow, okay, no integrity. (laughs) Literally, he's like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but like, hey, guess what? And Fanny's just, or... Mrs. Jennings just like, oh, you know who I immediately have to tell? Everyone. <laughs> Every single person I've ever met. Okay, anyways. So well, there's like, finally, I can tell you, Marianne, before you hear it from freaking Mrs. Jennings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Eleanor goes and tells Marianne everything. And Marianne's like, what? <laughs> and considers Edward a second Willoughby. <laughs> I put in there, big girl moment for Marianne, caring about someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I think it's funny, because for Marianne, it's like, it was very black and white that they were going to get engaged soon, and now she's just like, oh, so you're in the same situation I am, and Eleanor's like, not really, like, I never had any idea that we were going to get engaged, so. Yeah. But Marianne does a really good job of just, like, listening, but thinking those things about Edward to herself, which is... A huge big girl moment for her. Like, yay Very for proud. character growth. Literally. So, Marianne's like, how did you keep so calm and collected? And Eleanor's like, well, I've been dealing with this for four months. And she's like, what? <laughs> so, Dude, and I can't she also- imagine finding that out after being such a whiner. I mean, Literally. for good reason. Good reason that she's being a whiner. But she's so emotional, you know? And then... <laughs> this whole time she's just been like using and abusing Eleanor yeah and Eleanor's like yeah yeah like, man. yeah girl I'm aware of what's happening <laughs> yeah I definitely feel that 
So Mary Hannah's promised to be civil at Eleanor's request because she's like, I really don't want to deal with the drama. And like Marianne's like, heard, okay. And then John comes over and says that Fanny wishes they invited his sisters over instead of them. And the girls, like he pauses to like be thanked for that. And the girls don't say anything. He's so dumb. He's like, Fanny's in hysterics. You should have stayed with us and said the seals after their deceit. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay. Um, they're like, dang, we never really wanted to stay there anyway. <laughs> yeah, literally. And they're trying to get Edward to break off the engagement, and he's like, no. And so his mother says she will prevent him from any profession and never see him again if he continues this engagement. And overall, Edward has been completely dismissed from his mother, and no one knows where he is. Mama and F is a jerk. Literally. And everything that would have been Edward's is going to Robert. <laughs> yeah, I think Edward's the oldest, I think. Yeah. And Robert's the baby. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And, like, so it's not a good look. And everyone, like, expects... It's not a good look, especially since he's the oldest. <laughs> I know. And, like, the funny thing to me is that John thought they were all going to be, like on his side and no one was so he like leaves and this after he leaves the three of them talk trash about him but um mrs jennings has a sweet moment at the end of this chapter where she says that she will take edward in yeah if he needs it i know I see like, oh. she is a good person yeah like i he's think- just not very smart about certain things yeah i think i've i do think mrs jennings is a really good person and i like her you didn't like her that much at first. I didn't like her that much at first because all she was to me is like a gossip and now she's like an actual human with like other personality traits. And I'm like, okay, I like you now. I personally enjoyed her as just the gossip because she was just a freaking nut. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like one for gossip normally. So like. Oh, me either. But for this story, she's important. I feel like. I know. Now I feel, now I've warmed up to it, you know. I didn't have, like, the full story to, like, love it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that happens with most books. Good yeah. books, anyway. True. So, chapter 38. Eleanor and Mrs. Jennings are walking around town when Mrs. Steele shows up. And Mrs. Jennings literally tells Eleanor to get the details of what happened. she's like like, she's ready to spill i bet just pry that can open yeah eleanor's like okay and then she like runs away (laughs) (laughs) i know i just imagine her being like hey hey i know everything you can okay bye and like runs yeah basically that's really what she did i think that's so funny like i i personally just find her so amusing yeah she She has no tact Literally, and I'm sure that everyone heard her, and because she probably can't actually whisper, and that's how I imagine her character. I yeah, I imagine that too. That would be so. <laughs> I wish she's that was about to movie. spill it all. Like she's kind yeah. of hard of hearing or something. Yeah, her hearing aids yeah. are turned up way too quiet. Like yeah, in 1811. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people are saying. Um, Okay, so Lucy, not Lucy, sorry, it's Nancy comes over, and it's like, oh. Nancy slash Anne, I'm not sure. I can't remember. So she's like, people are saying that Edward won't have Lucy. And Eleanor's like, really? I haven't heard that. And she goes, really? You haven't heard that? Well, it's not true. 
<laughs> well, okay, this is funny because she gives like a completely different version of events where she's like, oh, he just loves her so much. Yeah. That he said that they shouldn't, like he couldn't stand her being with him because like he's basically damning her to a life of poverty. Mm-hmm. And then Eleanor's just like, okay. Like she's curious, so she does yeah. kind of want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And she brings up, oh my gosh, she brings up the dang doctor again. We Have we talked about this doctor? You can spill the, about the doctor. What do you want to talk about the, the doctor? No, but have we talked about it? We briefly mentioned it with the last thing, but we haven't. She just like brings all, she's like one of those people that like brings up her boyfriend in every conversation and like he's not. Oh, it's the same doctor? It's the same doctor she keeps talking about. She's like, oh, so what if I'm wearing pink and it's the doctor's favorite color? How should I know? And then Eleanor's like, I literally didn't even ask. Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, I didn't think, I I know that the doctor's her like soon to be boyfriend or whatever, but I, do you think it's the same doctor? that treated no no no, no. no okay. not the same doctor i meant like it's the same doctor from like when they went into london they met a yeah. guy that was a doctor or something and then like i guess they hit it off and now she brings him up all the time and i just have a note know. here somehow she finds a way to bring up the dang doctor again literally every time she does i just ignore it because i don't care <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's true i just find it annoying it and she's like annoying. oh and lucy's no longer mad at me for you know ruining her life but yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> She's like, huh, I, I don't know why she would have ever been mad at me. Also, I found out everything I know by listening at the door. And Eleanor's like, what do you mean you found it out by listening to the door? Like, you weren't in the room? And she's like, mm, no. And Eleanor's and like, Eleanor's why like, did you tell me? Stop talking. Yeah, Stop she's talking. like, don't tell me anything. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to know things that, like, were private words. Like, she's like, it would have been different if you were in the room. But, like, if you're not even in the room, you're listening at the door. Like, no, thank you. So Edward's going to try and go into the church and Eleanor, um, so like after all this, Lucy's, or not Lucy, Nancy's like, okay, I got to go BRB, like talk to you later. And Eleanor's like, okay, bye. And then like they get in the, Eleanor and Mrs. Jennings get in the coach and like she fills Mrs. Jennings in a bit, like things she thinks that Lucy would want everyone to know, but like she's not super happy about the fact that like she found this all out through nancy listening at the door what we learned from this whole conversation that's important that i think are the things that she tells mrs jennings are they're gonna wait until edward has a job which mm-hmm. like to get married which is a pretty fruitless labor because mama f is hell-bent on making sure he doesn't get a job yeah and um then she makes this weird comment at the end that edward and lucy were all caught up into each other so she couldn't really hear some of the things that they were saying like as if they were like hardcore macking it like I know. yeah she's like well they were in a closed room by themselves wink wink and like eleanor's like okay like all right thanks i didn't want to know yeah and then lucy writes eleanor a letter that gives Almost an opposite account of events. Like, still the same message at the end, but it was like, oh, she says, Edward, you don't have to marry me. Where, like, like, you can be released from this obligation, whereas Edward's like, you should be released from this obligation. Like, that's what uh, her sister said. So yeah. she gives, like, you, you can tell that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I really think that edward would have released lucy i don't think lucy would have actually released edward you know right 
I mean, you can assume that Lucy probably isn't telling the truth to Elmore yeah. more, but <laughs> I just think, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. It is really funny. I just, that entire scene made me laugh. Oh, yeah. They're a little crazy, but. Honestly. So, chapter 39, they've been in town for two months now, and Marianne is like, please let me go home. I just want to go home so bad. <laughs> Psych! <laughs> yeah, and then Eleanor's like, no. And the Palmers are going home for Easter. No, it's more like they say, Mrs. Jennings, can we go home? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she's like, mm, no. No, we have to go to Cleveland first. Yeah. So, the Palmers are going home for Easter, and... um. Mrs. Jennings wants to go with them, so the girls are going to go to Cleveland. And Marianne's like, no, I don't want to go. And Eleanor's like, listen, we'll go to Cleveland. It's closer to Barton. You know, then we're only like a really long day's drive from Barton. Instead and of we can three go days. After. Yeah, she's like, we can go home after. And Eleanor's like, or Marianne's like, fine, we'll go. So Mrs. Jennings tells Colonel Brandon that the girls are um, going and not to be are not going to be returning with her even though she really wants them to and he gets up and starts talking to Eleanor. So at this point Mrs. Jennings is like ooh this is an engagement and there's like they're taking out like these clips of lines that she can kind of hear and she thinks they're getting engaged but then we find out what actually happened is they were talking about Edward and Colonel Brandon says that the li- living of Delaford is vacant and if Edward would like it. And he also says that the living is not enough for a marriage between Edward and Lucy, but at least it would be something. He is so sweet. And then he's like, Eleanor, you have to be the one to tell him because, like, obviously it's a generous offer and it's tacky if he tells him. Yeah. Because he doesn't know him. Yeah. I think he's kind of along the lines of, I don't want it to look like a charity handout yeah which is nice like carl brandon's basically like you're great for this job i know nothing about you but you're wonderful you're the perfect match oh yeah he's well he said he's talked to him briefly but they're both like so shy that you they just respect each other yeah i think they're they're very similar people at the end yeah, of the day sure. yeah but that's the end of this section. What yeah, do you woo. think? Uh, so I like Mrs. Jennings more, as previously mentioned. Colonel Brandon, I'm really wondering if he's starting to like Eleanor or if it's like one of those things where they're just becoming better friends. I honestly I don't friendship. know. Yeah, I don't know who's going to end up together or if we're going to get introduced to someone in Cleveland because I know someone has to get married probably at the end of this, but like I don't see who's going to get married yet. There is still more drama in this book that we haven't got. Oh, I'm so ready. If it if it goes the way I think it goes. <laughs> You're like, there's possibly a lot more drama. I mean, I don't know if the movie took liberties, but so far everything's been pretty spot on. So mm-hmm. I have not read past this episode. Me either. It'll be exciting. I think you'll like it. I think that's what's kind of cool about this book, though. Like we said, I think the love story is like very secondary and it's more about uh character flaws yeah you'll like it true i think i'm i already really like this book like i wasn't sure at the beginning but now i really like it so yeah i think once it starts unfolding once they once they go to london things really speed up yeah yeah for sure so that's all we have time for 
And this has been a lot of fun. So Allison, if you want the people of the internet to find you, where do you want them to find you at? Pretty much the only place you can find me at is on Instagram. So it's at underscore Allison Eason underscore. Doesn't really roll off the tongue nicely. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Eason's greetings, so. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding hashtag <laughs> that we never used. <laughs> Literally, Corona like. Oh my gosh. 2020. There you go. What a train wreck. Anyways, thank you so much <laughs> for joining me, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining me on this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Next week, we will be continuing on our journey with Sense and Sensibility. We will just pick up right where we left off. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this book. I think it's really, really good. Um, I, in real time, when I'm recording this outro, I've finished it now and I really, really liked it. Um, But you guys will see all my genuine reactions as we read through it which I think is kind of fun. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And we'll cover the movie as well. So if you want to watch that, be sure to, and then we can talk about it. And the one with Alan Rickman is the one we're talking about. So yeah, that should give you a basis of where we're at. It's the Alan Rickman one. I don't remember what year that came out, but just find Sense and Sensibility with Alan Rickman. And that's the episode. That's the movie that we're watching. So then you can watch it and you can get our reactions and yeah. It's a lot of fun. So if you want to find me, I'm at Barely Bookish on literally everything. Like, I mean everything. We've got even Twitch at this point. We do Stardew at 7 p.m. I do Stardew. I don't know why I always say we. I think it's because this is like a business, I guess. So I'm used to like saying we during business times. I don't know. We sounds more professional, I feel like. But it's it makes it feel weird because it feels like I'm referring to myself as a group whatever it doesn't matter but yeah i i do stardew at 7 p.m on wednesdays which is the day this comes out so if you want to watch stardew 7 p.m eastern time come hang out with me it's fun we stream with nova who did the fahrenheit 451 episodes so if you like those you'll like this so yeah okay that's all i've got to say thank you guys for hanging i will catch you all in the next one Our logo was designed by my little sister, Sarah. Our theme song was by Raphael Crux on freep.com. And that's all I've got for you guys. Bye.